0: This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours, one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia, bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ablest comfort zone. Hello, hello folks. Welcome to yet another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift. Happy to have you. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're back again, also welcome. Um, this is Marcia from South Florida on Seminole Tribe Land.
1: Hey y'all, it's Mary Beth from Northern California. Blessed to be sitting on Olone land. And we've got a guest returning us today. You might remember them from Panel of Spoons, episode 32/33. I think we got so many episodes I can't keep track, but Joe Siciliano um, is very close to me. They're in Colorado Springs, Colorado, um, lifting for about three years now. I think um now into Olympic weightlifting. Um, they've you know talked to us a little bit about how they were born with kidney cancer, diagnosed with chronic asthma, allergies, MS, all the things. So so happy to have you back, Joe. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for having me back.
0: I'm excited.
1: So what have you been up to since? Um, when was the last time y'all even t- spoke? Like this was back in March, April, right?
2: Um, no, it was.
0: it was when i was time no
2: yeah it was when i was in this apartment so it's definitely after uh june or july even
1: yeah i'm losing track it's been a year since (laughs) last month (laughs) yeah i remind myself
0: what day it is every day yeah
2: it's been a long a long week
0: it's been a minute but when we spoke to you you're in a new place that is a studio apartment slash
2: gym right (laughs) Yeah. So my old apartment, I used to live closer to Denver and, um, I, my ceilings were so sh- like low that I could put my whole hand on the ceiling. So oh. when the, it was, yeah, I don't know how I did that. And, um, uh, so when COVID hit, I immediately went out and by went out, I mean, ordered online, um, <laughs> I didn't go out at all. Uh, I ordered a bunch like a squat rack and a barbell when I was able to actually find one. And uh, so I could do like powerlifting, I could squat bench deadlift inside, but when I went to do the Olympic lifts, I had to take all of my gear out and lift outside. Um, so I moved uh, out of the apartment that I was in and I moved into the studio apartment. Um, and yeah i've been here ever since and it's nice because the ceilings are high and i can lift inside i don't have to like keep going in and out all the fucking time
1: yeah and to be honest this is my favorite desk setup (laughs) joe's like currently in the squat rack and we can
2: see it on the side it's amazing uh yeah so (laughs) this is my office i so (laughs) i (laughs) um I lift in my squat rack and then, so my studio apartment is like, you know, it's 300 square feet. So my, I built right away, um, an Olympic weightlifting platform, an eight by eight, uh, square. And, um, it takes up about 80% of my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So like you walk in the front door and it's like, platform and then I have a tiny kitchen and a bathroom and yeah I I mean that's priority stream that's all you need yeah so like uh so I have a closet um in my bathroom that I'm able to like store I sleep on a futon so every morning I roll up my futon um so I sleep in my squat rack uh also um and then I you know I have a little desk here right now I'm on my futon right now so on my rest days I just like leave my futon out um and pull out my desk (laughs) so it's my where I lift where I sleep um where I eat where I do work where I everything is just person, the, li-
0: the literal yeah. embodiment of like those gym fitspo posters right like leave lift eat sleep read. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <playing> <laughs> <line>. <laughs> that's actually what joe's doing like
2: in uh, real time <laughs> this is my yeah, my bed frame so i use my spotter arms as like my nightstands, and right.
1: um okay
2: yeah like it's it's nice I mean I'm probably gonna keep doing this after the gyms are open because
1: yeah why not? it's a perfect use of space yeah I mean you're seeing all those you know mini homes and freaking beds going into the walls pulling out
2: kitchen yeah. counters
1: all that stuff and you're you were able to DIY it yourself in a state yeah. that's freaking impressive
2: yeah I mean it's it's kind of iffy because the ground is kind of uneven, so I'm kind of lifting on uneven ground, but I just try to supplement with a lot of, like, uh, unilateral work so I don't get all, you know, fucked up, but yeah, I mean, so, it's not any so far, so than good.
0: Being in a garage, like, maybe you're even, That's you might true. be better off than the garage, because that, that is pretty true. much the bars roll away from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: just don't have any weights falling on you when you're sleeping. I mean, we got, we just had an earthquake
2: here, but.
0: I think oh Colorado
2: you're fine. Yeah, no, we're fine. We don't we don't have those here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you're not working at all or you found something to work remotely? Because oh. you just had a huge career change before this, which if nobody knows you, nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about, right? So right. start start from there and then okay. tell us what you're doing. Please, please. So uh
2: 2019 also was uh difficult for me. Um I so the beginning I Okay, before that, I I graduated um, from a university in Michigan at the end of 2017. And I after that, I moved to Colorado after applying to a bunch of PhD programs. And I ended up working at the University of Colorado uh, in Aurora, working as a um, research assistant doing cancer research. And this is like the job that I you know, put all, you know, went to school for four years straight and like did all this stuff and, you know, got my dream job. My, my boss was, uh, my PI, I should say, was like the head of the cancer biology PhD program, which is like the program that I wanted to go into and everything kind of lined up for me. And I did that job for about eight months. And I realized I just didn't... I also, by the way, uh, when I first moved to Denver, I got a job working at at a gym. So I was working 40 hours a week doing cancer research. And then at night I was working part-time, just working the counter at this gym. And before I got this job doing research, um, so I graduated, December of 2017 I started getting into lifting like I found lifting uh in January 2018 like right after I graduated when I had to like actually get a gym membership and not just use the the campus gym so I got into powerlifting and then uh shortly after like I figured out Olympic weightlifting so that's I started weightlifting uh at a snap fitness and like a strip mall like just this 24-hour gym and i didn't know what i was doing at all but i just really really enjoyed it and i thought about you know uh becoming a coach and i i my whole thing was like this was never presented to me as an option being a woman it was always before that i was always running on a treadmill i was running uh 30 miles a week in my when I was in school because it's the only thing I knew Ooh, like how to do. classes Zumba type things no like no. I went on the treadmill and I just fucking ran <laughs> like, <laughs> oh and just gosh. blew my knees out and it was just I just wanted to be like small and like tiny and petite and you know all that shit and uh cute and stuff yeah (laughs) so um so that was the only thing I really knew how to do and by I didn't know how to do it obviously I injured the shit out of my knees and all this other stuff um so when I found powerlifting I was like wow I actually don't like running at all it's this is like something I told myself I liked doing but um cardio sucks especially with asthma like uh I had a uh, do a lot of albuterol before I went for a run, just so I didn't die, you know? <laughs> just and, in uh, case, just keep just, you going, you had yeah. to just, like, oh gosh. Yeah, so, um, I started powerlifting, and I was, like, cool, I don't have to do cardio, and, like, my body is, like, changing really fast, and, like, I'm able to do things that I wasn't able to do before, and, like, this feeling of power was just so profound, and I wanted to teach other people how to do that, um, or i like thought about it you know um so then in march of that year so i started lifting in january and then march i got diagnosed with ms and that's when i was like oh um, oh so this is very new for you yeah so i got diagnosed in march 2018 no yeah 2018 uh and I started getting all these like weird symptoms the my last semester of undergraduate. And I kept going to the doctors, I would get these like weird, like I would wake up and half of my skull would be numb and my neck would be numb and all this stuff. And I, would, I kept going to the doctors and I was like, what is happening to my body? And um, I saw a nurse practitioner at first and she was like, oh, well, we don't know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Cool, 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 thank, great, 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 thank you. So, I was like, half of my, you know, half of my skull is check. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I was like, also, I have this like neural itch on my ear, and I was like, reading about it online and like PubMed, not WebMD. And I thought, I was like, maybe I have MS. So, I went and I told the nurse practitioner that she's like, laughed at me, and she's mm-hmm. like, you don't have any family history of ms like you you're know young since you're when young was that
0: the, since that when was shit. that a criteria like that's not
2: in it's right it's rare it's rare it's not <sighs> rare also so anyways so she's like so what's like bothering you is it like the numbness or is it the itching and i was like they don't like bother- i just want to know like what the fuck is going on you know and she's like well well here's a prescription for some benadryl and i was like uh-huh okay, this isn't a histamine itch. Like I have allergies and eczema. Like I understand what histamine itches feel like. This is something different. And um, so anyway, it eventually went away, right? So what I was having was a, a relapse of sorts. And uh, probably about a month later, um, I was like going into my final semester and I was at work, I was a tutor at the time. And all of a sudden like, a muscle in my stomach just like kind of pulled me down like really forcefully and I was like that's fucking weird um and then like the the right side of my body after that just became numb so I was like okay this is weird so I went back to my doctor and like I was having these other symptoms like I would run and then after I got done running like I would get this like weird tunnel vision like blindness kind of an issue and I went to my doctor and I told him about it and he was like oh well like don't run I was like what the fuck dude and he, I was like I, I think I might have MS and he was like no 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 like um you know what they say in medical school when you hear hoof print or you know hoof sounds like think horses not zebras and i was like
0: my mess isn't even that fucking rare number one it's number not. two the shit ain't normal stupid also like zebras have hooves sometimes it's the, it's the zebra poking. yeah like, honestly truly and it just makes no damn sense because you didn't help me like okay horses cool great um but i still have this problem
2: right so <laughs> so he's like oh well it must be um you must anxiety, depression. And I was like, yeah, dude, of course I have anxiety, Uh, you know, of course, right? So he's like, so here's a prescription for Prozac. And I was like, okay, cool. So I took Prozac, helped with my depression and anxiety, great, Uh, didn't help with my MS symptoms, but eventually the symptoms went away, right? You recover from a relapse. So I thought that my anxiety was super bad and I was like damn that's crazy like I didn't realize how anxious I was I didn't feel anxious but I took the Prozac and then my symptoms went away so okay cool it's not MS. put it out of my head damn you got hella gas lit yeah so uh, the next time I had a relapse I I've gotten to it in like a little bike accident I flipped over my handlebars and like bruised my ribs and uh took some time recovering from that. And then um, I started lifting again when I felt okay to do so. And then um, the next day, I was like, I squatted like two days in a row. And I thought I'd like injured my spine somehow. I thought I had like spinal compression. So I woke up one morning and my uh, pinky and my ring finger and both of my hands were numb. And I was like, that's kind of weird, but I was like, well, this follows c C7 dermatome, like, that makes sense, this is where I put the bar on my back, like, probably injured myself lifting, so then the next day happens, and then, you know, three of my fingers, and then four of my fingers, and then my hands are numb, and then all of a sudden, it was, like, really just, like, hard to do things that normally wouldn't be hard to do, like, just, I would just be, like, winded, like, just, like, doing like riding my bike
0: not like up or down
2: shoes some bullshit like
0: damn that was yeah hard.
2: yeah so then eventually so I still thought I had spinal compression at this point because like MS I don't have MS I have anxiety depression right so I went to I was supposed to go to work and I worked right next to the hospital so I was like I'm just gonna go in and get this checked out really quick they probably just need to like flip me upside down And I'll be, I'll just go to work after that. And uh, I went in and by the time I went to the hospital, uh, my whole body was numb from the shoulder down. Like Mm. it felt like I was a floating head. Like I could not feel my body in space at all. And uh, I went and i had had an MRI before this also. uh, And I got my optic nerve checked out and they didn't find any lesions. So it was just like, I don't have MS, you know so i went to the er and they're like well let's just run an mri just to like see what's going on and i was like sure go for it like i'm fine like yeah i was like i just had an mri but if you want to do another one go for it what was the time uh, frame like a year no i got really lucky this was like within six months oh shit. okay of my symptoms and being diagnosed which like i know a lot of people can be years and more i mean never sometimes so um i was really persistent in bugging my doctor and having him listen to me and uh so i got my mri back and this fucking chud comes in i'm waiting for my results and he was like so we found some lesions and i was like (laughs) so have a seat uh just want to talk to you (laughs) about some lesions also (laughs) did you watch sex in the city last week anyways (laughs) and i was bitch. like i was like uh okay i was like that's normal though right like people have those it's fine and he was like
0: <laughs> oh well
2: uh normally it's you know seen in patients with ms and i was like bitch fuck, fuck. <laughs> not I was like, that word again oh yeah so i was like okay And he was like yeah and they left. And I was like, holy fucking oh shit. my god! Yeah. So I was just like sitting in the ER by myself, like thought I was just going to get checked out really quick, get flipped upside down and then go back to work. And then he's like, so we're going to, you know, admit you to the a, a room and we're going to start you on steroids. And, you know, we talked to all these people and blah, blah, blah. And this lady comes in after, <laughs> like right after I got diagnosed and she was like, so how do you, how do you feel? And I was like, I want to fucking kill myself and she was like oh okay um sh- should we like do you need like a special route like you know should we be like watching out for you and like put you in a site psych- you know wow <laughs> and I was like can you like yeah. put yourself in my position for like two seconds like how would you feel if you were in my position you know what I- I'm not gonna do anything but you just asked me how I felt after I got diagnosed with this disease that I'm I thought I had and kept you know being denied and turned away and all this other stuff so yeah so that was March 2018 uh so I struggled a lot with just like you know that whole identity shift and what's important to me versus what's not important to me and all this Mm -hmm. other thing right when I was supposed to start my career right this thing that I just graduated school for this thing that you spent this whole time why is that cat so
0: passionate but anyways this team <laughs> this, this is just, thing, like spent this whole time mentally preparing yourself like this is how my life is gonna be
2: yeah and uh, yeah so I had all these plans and, then and you like, woke
0: up and wife was
2: like ha, you thought yeah exactly like I was like I'm gonna go to undergrad and then I'm gonna go to PhD <sighs> school and then I'm gonna have my own lab. like I had this whole plan and after I got diagnosed, I was like, fuck plans, dude. Like, the fuck is a plan, you know? And um, so then I was like, um, oh, you know, I really like lifting and I really like teaching other people how to lift and like, you know, all this other stuff. And I, I didn't have a coaching certificate, but like my, I spent five, four years, uh, I tutored anatomy and physiology. And like, I was all into like creating materials for, how to learn all of this stuff and um so I had an understanding of how the body worked just not in an exercise science way but I was like I can take this information and put it towards coaching Hmm. and have like a science-based approach to how I coach so um so anyway fast forward I got this job didn't like it um you know I wasn't it just wasn't fulfilling at all in like there's a lot of pressure being put on me. It felt a lot like grad school, even though it was an entry-level position. Mm. And I was still you know, coping with all these other things. And so I was like, I, you know, eventually it was like a mutual decision, like wasn't a right fit, this and that. So I was like, okay, I need to pivot, you know? And, and so now I can pivot to the thing that I, that I wanted to do to begin with, um, or, you know, played around with the idea of. So I started Uh, studying for the NSCA and in the meantime I got a position uh, as a barista I just learned how to make coffee just to like pay my rent and my bills and all that stuff so that that ended up being around the end of 2019 and while I was studying for the NSCA I was presented with this opportunity to train at this um, like a studio gym where I would train and then I would just you know give the owner a cut of whatever my for my training session was and i started taking clients uh february of 2020 and uh, well, spoiler <laughs> <so, we're> alert <laughs> yeah and i was like I remember when like 2020 happened I like went to this club in Denver and I was like 2020 is gonna be my fucking year like I got my (laughs) shit together like I just like pivoted I made business cards I made a website like I was like this is gonna be my fucking year and um, yeah and then I just got dumped on like super hard so the gym so I was working at a studio gym and I was also uh, shadowing this other gym that I was training at and I was like going to one of the weightlifting classes and then staying um after to like shadow uh my coach and then in, in in uh october i got my USAW uh certification so i was like certified to teach uh, olympic weightlifting i bought like uh insurance for uh you were all uh, set up i was like yeah like ready to go i you know i opened up my business started taking clients i immediately had three clients and I was like dope um so then when the pandemic hit uh I was like cool I was like we can just like let's just stay home for a couple weeks Mm. everyone we're all gonna you know wear our mask we're all gonna distance and then we'll we'll, we'll all come back we'll all come back after this and everything will be cool and Yeah, (laughs) yeah um what was I saying oh so the gym so the gym both of that I, I was shadowing at and the gym that I was um training my own clients at, they both shut down permanently like done and I got in, that news in March or like after a little a- April, while April is when they shut down so I was like okay so I don't know what I'm gonna do now like you know like I don't want to do remote coaching because I'm just I'm just starting out I don't feel comfortable doing remote coaching especially with like technical it's kind of a different skill set also is. that's not yeah. what you
0: train doing it's like mm-hmm. teachers now now they have to do this zoom shit like that's not what they've been doing this whole time of course you're not going to excel in it
2: right and like all and I was doing like the at-home zoom workouts at the beginning and it's just like you know, like CrossFit type workouts, like hit and all this stuff. And like, I wasn't coaching that. So like, it didn't make sense for me to do remote, you know? Um, and I didn't, I I like did a couple workouts with like a friend over zoom, but it wasn't, it was more so that we could just motivate each other to do it, but it wasn't something that I was motivated to pursue. So, um, Yeah. And then I was working at the barista job didn't close down, but we served primarily like the the nurses and the doctors at the hospital. And I was like, peace out. I'm not like, I'm not doing like I'm not doing, I'm not risking my life for $9 an hour. There's absolutely no way. So um, I was finally able to file for unemployment in April. Um, And then my, I had a motorcycle that got stolen um in front of my house so which was great because I still owed money on it and I just lost my job so I was able to pay off the loan and then I got f- about four thousand dollars back from my insurance claim and that's it. what bought my yeah and that's what bought my squat rack and all my uh gym stuff so I got I like locked out um things are like finally like turning around with uh um like a new direction. So I, before like I realized that I can't coach anymore. And um, and then there's also like the logistics of like health insurance. So right now I'm on Medicaid and Colorado's Medicaid is like phenomenal. Like I wish everyone had Medicaid, and Medicaid in, in Michigan as well, but Colorado's is like amazing. And the thing about Medicaid is you either have money or you have Medicaid. So that was also kind of this factor that I had to play a uh, you know, make a decision about. And I was afraid if you make like one dollar over the minimum, then your health insurance gets shut off and then you're responsible for buying your own med- your, your own health insurance. I'm sure you're
0: yeah, this is where they like penalize you for being poor. It's like be dirt poor and you can have this Medicaid be a little yes. bit more than dirt poor mm-hmm. and you're gonna be in debt now. Goodbye. Yes. Exactly. But your employers
1: are like not responsible for your health at all, even though they we put you in the risk.
0: No, but right. you could work, you would have to work. I mean, I don't know what Colorado's law is, but for the most part, if you're not full-time like W-2 employee, right. yep. fuck off. And then even then it could be the world's shittiest insurance that costs four or $500 a month. And then you find out you still got
2: to pay 40% of everything anyway. Right. It just doesn't. Yeah. So it's either like, don't have any money or have like a bunch of money. Like, yeah, there's no, you're not allowed to be in between. no. No. So that's like, and I mean, so I, when I first got diagnosed uh, I started taking the Copaxone, which is a three-time weekly injection, and um, that was—I mean, that was a hassle because you have to refill it every month, and there's like you have to get prior authorization. They have to talk to your insurance company, then you have to talk to the the air pharmacy, and it's like a production, and you have to do it every single month. And um, but. I was able to transition over to Ocrevus, uh, which is a once every six months. So I only have to do it once every six months. But the thing about Ocrevus is without insurance, it costs, I think it's like $137,000 a year. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: paid for my education, with
2: it? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's just, and it's like two doses and each dose is like 10 milliliters so for 20 milliliters a year yeah dude, it's just like so i have to stay on medicaid otherwise like i don't know what insurance is going to cover my one of my medications also just one just is, one right is this is the shit people don't realize dude. Uh,
0: you just like uh, you just want to stay at home and just complain why don't you just get a job well <laughs> fighting for my life Yeah, my job has to be able to support my health. Yeah. Right. If it can't, then I can't take that jump. Like, what you want from me?
2: Right. And that was, like, kind of the thing that I thought about with with personal training is that, like, damn, I'm either going to have to make a shit ton of money or I can't do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm either going to have to make a bunch of money so that I can actually pay for good health insurance, not just the required health insurance um or I have to be a barista you know and make and and make ends meet and make enough money to like pay for my rent and my bills and literally that's it like nothing else um so I thought a lot about uh what I wanted to do and what I wanted to go back to and for a long time like 2020 just seemed like just you know, I looked towards the future and it was just gray. Like, I couldn't see anything yeah. at all. And uh, I recently, like, had this idea to get into um, coding and and learning how to code. <laughs> I signed up to do this boot camp um, that, I guess, is uh, hard to get into. It's called Flatiron. It's, like, one of the many boot camps that you can go. It's free. You have to pay for it. You have to pay for it, but I'm um, I'm waiting to hear back on Tuesday. A financial committee is meeting, so I'll either get a full ride or a partial ride. But it's like so. Flatiron is really cool because they cater towards uh, diversity, so diversity of race and um, uh, gender, income. Like, so the more you can check those boxes, quote unquote, um, the more. I don't know. We'll see. You. Yeah. yeah. But even so, I mean, it's $15,000, I think. And it's 15 Dang. weeks. It's expensive. However, the promise is, this is what they say. Once you become a uh, software engineer, this is what they teach you how to do. You'll start off making around $60,000 a year. And then it goes up from there based on experience. Whereas when I was in research, I was making 40, 41, 42. And then I would cap out at like 49 before um, I would have to get my master's degree and go into another 50, just to get more money to do the same work basically. So Mm -hmm. with software engineering, it's fifteen thousand dollars but then you can just keep growing based on how much experience you have. So that's kind of the direction that I'm going to. And it's like a job that I can do remotely
1: which Which i think i was gonna say yeah yeah. and not to mention there's just so many job openings in coding like everything on top of everything has to do with
2: software new apps new websites yeah and denver is like we have the denver tech center so it's like a huge Uh, uh tech hub so it feels like a smart thing and it's also like um when i was looking at the program they hire or they take on a lot of like artist musician types and i'm both and um, so I was like, I think I'd be really good at it. And then I've just been spending like the past two weeks just like doing the work, like the pre-work before the boot camp, and like learning how to write code and learning how to. Manipulate. How's that working, like big
0: brain time? Because I know for for me and this new body, like learning something new is is a task. Like deviating from a set schedule and a set things with me to do for my brain is Mm -hmm. hard like I changed my phone I changed my laptop and I bought a new camera and I'm entirely lost these past two months like everything is shit I've forgotten like everything I'm gone (laughs) I'm not on Um, this plane like how does how are you learning how to code just casually
2: (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's fucking hard it's super hard like it's it's learning a, a, a new language and um you know, learning different syntax, which is, like, the grammar of coding, and, um, yeah, it's hard, especially, like, when my days were just, like, I wake up whenever I want, I take my dog for a walk, and then I'm just, like, I lift, and uh, that's about it. Sometimes I'll draw or, you know, make music, but there, I didn't have, like, a schedule, so, like, right now, for me, like, the idea of having a schedule is, like, Oh, it's crazy it's so crazy I spent an entire year like just <laughs> floating in yeah. this like ether of like time days face time yeah. is a contra. good morning don't know anyways I don't, <laughs> yeah, one day, it? like I it's just like I got a planner for the first time in a year I wrote a fucking planner. I was <laughs> so like oh damn like just feeling like super optimistic writing things in a planner and shit like okay. it's it's crazy and it but it like and this is what I was afraid of too—is that like I would get so used to like not working and not learning new things and not doing things. But like, this was my life. Like my life before COVID was waking up at four o'clock every morning and working until uh, eight at night. Like, damn, how, you're like forty k. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I was saying. So like, I—I I mean, it was interesting to go from working that much to working nothing at all like that was like i think the first week of um lockdown i think i just laid in my bed and and ate peanut m&ms
1: like for the whole
2: day like i did not like i would leave my bed to like pee and whatever but like i was just so like lost and then i think this is the
1: most relatable that the world will feel on this podcast though (laughs) like yeah I mean, like the massive change or the flip of all
2: of our lives and that was like uh, yeah oh, it, it's, i mean if if you're fucking high risk if you're not high risk then i don't know i guess um you don't get to travel yeah like uh, at
0: least for the folks that have lost jobs and had to change industries and whatever mm-hmm. they'll have a better perspective or understanding of how somebody with a new disability or flare-up of a disability has to deal with shit like this all the time
2: oh like yeah any day
0: you could wake up and your world changes
2: yeah and like having to just like quick change plans you know what i mean like when you're not expecting it to happen mm-hmm. yeah. um but it, i sometimes i feel like the people that are having these like changes plans and having this perspective are, are the a lot of the times the same people um, that are already experiencing that and you know, in their health in many different ways. I feel like I know a lot of people that you know um, don't have any sort of illnesses or anything. And I mean, they've had to switch to remote work, um, which is a change. They have to wear masks when they go inside, that's a change but there's definitely a spectrum like I think COVID has definitely impacted everyone right in some way but not equally no not Not at all
0: that's for sure not at all if you you are marginalized you got you got some extra work from COVID that's for sure
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I've, I've definitely and it's like not only has you know my life has changed so dramatically and Drastically in such a short amount of time, I, lo- I lost a lot of friends. A lot of friends that, like, I thought were, like, really cool and, like, woke and on board with all this. And uh, it just... I don't know if you guys have had the same kind of experience, but when this pandemic first happened, um, I was kind of, like, sliding into a lot of DMs being like, yo, where's your mask at? <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. are you doing, you know? and uh instead of having a conversation about it they would just like block me (laughs) (laughs) or like tell me tell me to block them it was like there was no conversation and these are people that you actually know yes yeah yeah these are people that were Mm -hmm. all about wearing masks and all you know when everyone was locked down they're like we're all in this together and like send each other push-ups and shit to like maintain your sanity (laughs) yeah and then as soon as things started opening back up again, it was what happened to <laughs> we're all this together.
1: Like, so invisible. I, thought, I don't see it. It's not happening to me. Yeah, right.
2: that's
0: where they're at right. Even today. Like right now, it's the worst it's ever been at, at at least at the time of this recording. Right. But definitely shit is not we're not in lockdown over here. No. Like yeah. at, at <sighs> these numbers last year, nobody was going to the bar
2: to watch fights right yeah right there's i mean there's house parties all around me like i
1: yeah wait you got bars open where they're showing fights in florida I, I yeah believe.
0: last night was some mcgregor fight or something and i see like all people at yeah bars are open um restaurants yeah. are open
1: it's people so crazy they're just
0: cool it like shit ain't like nothing changed i'm giving
1: mean, me hives just thinking
0: about it no but like think about it even the nba right like the nba's back we mm-hmm. had numbers less than this, and they were in a bubble. Right. So right. what changed? Now they're not in a bubble. I yeah, it's just know. this whole, oh,
1: we're going to get COVID tested every single day. But it's yes. also not like these not how this works? celebrations, other holiday celebrations are trying to keep everybody feeling, quote unquote, normal. But right. in media, we're seeing everybody unmasks and just... Yeah and drinking like, having a great time like it's yeah, not a good
2: representation no and I think it's almost worse than like I like the people that are like COVID deniers and they're like all oh, the numbers are inflated blah 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 I can't talk to you we don't live on the same planet like whatever like I don't even try with these yeah. people yeah. but the people that are like oh, I take the pandemic seriously. Like, I get tested frequently. Um, I wear masks indoors. And I'm like, okay, you have to wear a mask when you go to the store. So, like, thanks for doing the, you know, following the law. And second, like, I, you must know that just because you get a negative test doesn't mean, like, this is what Trump did. The, the person that you hate. This is, that was his tactic, was to get tested frequently. And that didn't work out. So I don't understand why you think that you and your situation is different. So it's like, but it's those people that do that. It's like, they're so impossible to talk to because they, they get it. They care, you know, like they don't, they're not wrong because they care about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's like. We're not (sighs) covert
0: deniers. Like we're. We care about the people, but like also, I don't want to wear a mask at the gym because then it's hard to breathe. <laughs> like, Which you can't. Nice. You're not the same person. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't be both. No. <laughs> or
1: i'm gonna hang out with families family members and friends in the holidays even though we live in a million different states like oh but we're in a pod though
0: so it's okay okay (laughs) i got tested and you know it's fine i really had somebody tell me that like it was december it was december i got tested before thanksgiving thank god i'm fine bitch it's december what's i do with today (laughs) yeah no I had to go I had to go
1: pay for gas inside of the gas station and there was a guy not wearing a mask talking to the uh you know the person at the dusting I already got COVID the doctor said I wasn't like there's no way for me to get other people sick anymore Uh, have you not heard about the thousands of cases where they got covid again you dumb yeah
2: also there's like (laughs) i'm gonna go get gas at the
1: 76
2: (laughs) yeah it's just i don't know and that so that was like kind of you know play a factor into like when when it is okay and when we're all vaccinated things kind of return back to normal and we're able to go out and be in society again when society you know n- not lets us but like we get vaccinated and they don't have a choice anymore they have to deal with us now who are my friends gonna be who am i gonna work for you know yeah. like
1: yeah
2: where am i gonna give my money to i I, there, I live next to so many really cool gyms but none of the people in the gyms are wearing masks so it's like why Jesus. would i give you my money
0: yeah why would i support you with my funds you don't support me as a person
2: exactly so like that's kind of what i'm trying to uh cope with right now
0: same people are like having competitions and strongman events and i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't um i you know i did highland games like once before things closed Mm -hmm. um and they're still going right now and i'm like when things are quote-unquote safe, like, I don't know if I want to go back to that because at the end of the day, like, y'all didn't give a shit. I'm usually the only Black person at these things thinking about, like besides the fact i don't know what the fuck is wrong with my body i'm black i'm probably gonna die like <laughs> in a hospital yeah. like, Damn, the, there's yeah. like it's like one extra thing i know that these white people aren't thinking about they're just like i just want to have fun i should be able to be fit you know you got to be able to exercise have health for fighting and <laughs> you know strengthen your immunity i shouldn't like you know like these are the people i'm like i don't right
2: I don't oh that's know, the I thing i could go like, back to that right or like this idea that like the people that are high risk for covid or the just people that home. would well, not only just stay home, but like those people are a different group than the people that go to the gym, right? Because if you go to the gym, then you're healthy. If you lift weights, then you're healthy. And that was like, for me, that was a lot of um, having to explain over and fucking over that just because uh, I lift and I am thin, that means that I'm not high risk and I have nothing to worry about. And it's just (laughs) like- Listen, (laughs) uh... It's like, yeah, it's like, I just wish that more people knew what it was like to not be able to breathe just for like, just for like a minute, know what it's like to not get air into your body. How terrifying. And like, I I went to the hospital um, last November, I was in the ICU for an asthma attack and I almost didn't fucking make it. And um, I, had, I Ubered to the ER actually because oh, I, shit. I didn't want to wait for an ambulance because I didn't think it would I would make it. And um, I remember like crawling, like crawling into the Uber. And like when you're having an asthma attack, when you're like, you're so close to just fucking dying, you know? Like time just moves so slowly, and you just everything moves really slow, and like time has just started. I got to the hospital, which is like really close, thank goodness, and I like fucking crawled into the ER, and uh, I couldn't talk, right, because you can't breathe, and I was just like pointing to my windpipe, and they're like, okay, and they like put me in this room right away, and uh, this guy was like, have you ever had to be intubated before, and I was like, no, 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 like the idea of being intubated was like so just terrifying to me. And he was like, okay, well, like, you know, we'll put you on albuterol and hopefully you respond to it. And I did. And like, that's the scary thing about asthma is that you, I was taking albuterol, um, you know, I was waking up at night and, you know, trying to get air into my body. And it was just kind of like this downhill battle before I had to actually admit myself to the emergency room. And just like the, how fragile your life is when you're not able to get air into your body. Like, I just wish more people understood what that felt like um, before they have to actually get COVID and experience that you know
1: what i mean so the worst it's, part is is it's this facade that because they're wearing a mask they can't breathe and suddenly all of their rights have been revoked and they think they're experiencing the same thing that's that's what pisses me off the most yeah mm. well a lot thing of them, the
2: yeah a lot of them too i realized are like self-proclaimed asthmatics and i'm like oh shit Dude, dude like if you actually like i'm not saying they don't have asthma but like holy shit like you really don't want covid then like i would rather <laughs> that's I would even, true just put your fucking mask on just like do it dude like i don't like wearing a mask either like i would prefer to not wear a mask but i would also prefer to be alive like yeah. if you have asthma like on a hierarchy, it, I, I put that pretty high. So, yeah. yeah and like, I definitely these, like
0: put that above the inconvenience of a facial covering. <laughs> yeah, you only
2: have to wear, like, if you have asthma, like, you shouldn't be going too many places to begin with. Like, I don't fucking go. So, like, me taking risks right now, which I don't do anymore since, you know, the numbers are what they are. And also, we have a new strain in Colorado that's more contagious than the very contagious virus. Yeah. Um, so, I used to take a little risk every once a week. <laughs> I used to go to the seven 11 and I would buy a pint of ice cream and some candy. And then I would go back home. That was like, that was my risk. And I don't even do that anymore. Like I don't go to places. I haven't been in a a, a room indoors with another human spending time in a year. Like, so when i hear other people and not to like you know everyone's suffering is valid and you know everyone suffers in different ways especially with covid but it's like damn dude like please don't please don't complain to me that um you know you're sad that you didn't go to mexico this year <laughs> like just like just don't like don't, yeah. don't 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 complain to me that you can't go on vacation or you can't do like i'm literally i've been in isolation for close to a year now like no human contact
0: and yeah, it, it, you're in solitary confinement because yeah. you can't trust the world
2: right because i have yeah. to because of other people's actions exactly like, i i and people like me are paying the consequences of other people that don't think the consequences fall on them yeah and a, a lot of the times they don't and uh, and that's i mean that's just being that's selfish um no it is if they
0: can't see it if it doesn't literally affect them like if in their little bubble worldview
2: mm-hmm. it really doesn't, doesn't doesn't really hit just no. doesn't so i mean i've made kind of my peace with it definitely during the beginning of uh everything i kind of like lost my shit a little bit a lot of bit and uh i like deleted my instagram permanently and like did, like, I was just like, I can't look at it. And um, now if I see something I don't like, instead of having a conversation about it, and instead of like losing more friends and, you know, having arguments, I just like mute people. And I just like make my social media just things that I like, you know, and that's been really helpful. Um, for a while, I like just got off of social media and that didn't really help with uh, feeling isolated. So social media is okay it's just you, you know make sure that you curate it to be things that don't upset you
0: it's yeah exactly. it's definitely triggering uh, right now to see people just out and about hanging out yeah. taking group group photos like mm-hmm. huffing and puffing particles in each other's faces oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just
2: i just need them now oh. like it's not it's even not
0: movies
1: it from like years ago trigger me
2: yeah <laughs> like if i see a group picture and, <laughs> and and you know when somebody writes
0: under like oh this was pre-covid yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Could, yeah oh my god it's yeah. changed everything it's not it's not really cool that we have to think of all these extra things and people are just like i just wanted to hang out with my friends like yeah it's, or it's, it's just getting like, old it's getting old it's it really yeah
2: is. but i think i don't know a lot of people you know, I, it, mental health is obviously really important and a lot of people are doing things that they normally wouldn't do and they know that they, you know, things are unsafe, but they're like, you know, my mental health, blah, blah, blah. I, ha- I just had to do it. And it's like, I don't know, how, how do you guys cope with like, like, I get that. Like, I get that other people's mental health is important.
1: But there are so many outlets, you know, there <sighs> yeah. are so yeah. many there's outlets different,
2: <laughs> There's different
0: things. Yeah. Um, actually, that's a really good question. And I'm going to hold you on that for a sec, because we're going to put a sponsor moment here. We're just going to pause for literally like three seconds. And then I'm also going to take that moment to think of a good answer. Okay. 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 How do we cope? How do we cope with feeling like the fatigue of this pandemic is the question, right? or like we're over you this pandemic or you're over right. isolation. Yeah. What am cabin I fever. To do? The cabin fever.
1: Having to spend like, all this time with your kids and your husband, your partner, whoever, like 24-7, that kind of mental health.
0: Right. I, I just think everybody, honestly, like the biggest problem is that people just suffer from a lack of perspective mm. and they they cling on to think like the moment that this happens and things aren't normal anymore. You can't say like, oh, well, I need this and this and this to be like, no, nothing is the same. So then you're coping with, like, they can't be the same. Mm. Like, it doesn't make sense. So it's like, like, things are evolving and you're trying to stick to the same thing. Right. And hoping for the same result. Of course, you're going to go nuts. Like, of course, you're, you're going to have a breaking point and say, fuck it, I'm going to the bar. Because that's all that you ever created for yourself. Right. Like, right. there are really people that just cannot. And it, I don't know, maybe that's just how I how I view it. I just feel like it's a lack of perspective. And people don't like sitting with themselves. Like right yes. now you've been you've been literally forced to sit with yourself. Yeah. Um but there are some people like me who let's say their jobs got cut down. You know my hours went down cuz kids were like, mm, "I don't want to see anyone extra." But eventually it's back up and I'm working again, right? Like that mm-hmm. hasn't changed. But yet my other coworkers are are still they're they're leaving their house every day risking, right? People mm-hmm. that I work with or the people that even I employ They're leaving the house every day, risking their lives working. But yet, because they spent how many months cooped up, and now they get like a glimpse of outside, they're like, I don't want to spend time by myself anymore. And they're Mm -hmm. going out to restaurants and whatever and whatever again. And it's like, but.
1: And it's like, it's okay because the business owners are allowing it. The the governor is allowing it. That, that, I think that's poor representation. (laughs) It is. And you're not picturing
0: that you're putting, so like the person that's serving you the food had to make a choice do i get this paycheck or mm-hmm. or do i stay home mm-hmm. and because you decided i can't find any other ways to cope i need to go to a restaurant like you made that decision worse for them so that's mm-hmm. kind of what i mean lack of perspective mm-hmm. like the idea of like going on a vacation right now like no
2: yeah mm-hmm. i i just like when i think about like a pandemic when the first time i ever learned about pandemics i was like damn this is like the worst thing that could ever happen to humans like the worst possible thing I hope I never have to live through a pandemic because I can't think of anything worse than a pandemic and now we're here and I'm still just like damn this is like the worst thing ever and everyone's like and I want to eat my spaghetti indoors and it's like (laughs) what (laughs) what are you talking about right now
0: well like. I want to take my Instagram pics on the beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like, with 200 other people. No, the worst thing that, like, something worse than a pandemic is a pandemic with technology. Exactly. like, And this idea that, like, the wor- you just have this entire world to explore and you can't go back to, like, 5, 10 years ago.
2: Or just, like, how privileged we are. Like, I'm okay. Like, my mental health is like, you know, touch and go, but like, I'm okay. I get everything delivered. I have streaming services. I can watch whatever I want. Like I can talk to people on video. Like there, we have the technology to adapt. Like if we're in 1920s when the last pandemic happened, like. <laughs> yeah. No. We're, we're, we're not uh, waiting for carrier pigeons. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like considering that we're in 2021 now like considering the technology that we have it's okay like sit stay home you know sit with the demons in your head become their friends like talk to people on facetime uh take up a new hobby like it's okay like it's gonna it's okay like man i
0: tell you i tell you one thing though this has truly made me see that I have been an introvert this whole time and I Absolutely. thought that I was not I'm just I happen to be social, however, I am totally fine like this whole pandemic people are like oh my god I missed you you want to hang out I'm like mm. <laughs> I mean I guess I could see you at like a park. You stay over there maybe yeah. next weekend, two months later. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I think like there's I know. nothing in me that's like, oh, I got to call someone and hang out. But I see people doing oh. it literally like I have a cousin who's literally hanging out with somebody. He's at somebody's house every single day. Damn, dude. Like a different person. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes... Um- different houses in the same day i'm like it's a pandemic
2: wow like thanksgiving
0: i have family members that would go to each other's house and then they go to a party Mm -mm. yeah the fact that even parties
1: exist like i just i don't see them here
0: (sighs) yeah oh oh, no they're popping oh
2: yeah they're here they're here for sure
1: (laughs) we're we're all in the same group though in that like i'm okay with losing friends even family members through this whole thing like the last year and a half has been Nothing oh, yeah. but losing friends and family
0: mm-hmm. because
1: of yeah, not even just the pandemic, but all of the politics that have ensued through it. Oh yeah,
0: y'all yeah. like, politics.
1: Y'all are fucking dumb. I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> <Dumb-ass> people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. Gosh, and I know for you, Mary Beth, on the same wet way- way- little wavelength is like. Even sometimes after you deal with death, like that changes things too. I know not everybody. Some people just carry on like shit ain't happened. But at least for me, like when people die that are close to me, I'm like I can't wake up and just live my life. This, Mm. yeah, Mm.
1: yeah. And but then the worst part, and then politics,
0: and then pandemic. Like I don't look at anybody that like like every like everything that happens just turning on more lights, and I'm just like ooh no, ooh no, ooh no, no not you, not you,
2: not you. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I, I, man, I feel for extroverts right now. I thought I was social, you know, the same way, but like, <laughs> no. I, I, I hung out with one of my friends when the pandemic first happened and they were like, we'll go like to this park and we'll hang out. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. And I like hung out and we were like, you know, 25 feet away and like both had our masks on because like I just, you know, wasn't taking any risk. And uh, afterwards, I was like, Damn, I could have just not did that. Like, I know. Like, That's my really strange. <laughs> it would have been okay
0: if I was at home. Like, honestly, yeah. I don't yeah. feel like I added value to my life. <laughs> right. I was like, Are I'm just like, tired scared? now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I got to um, go I nap for 12 hours. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> Especially at the point when So when we all got bamboozled, like, oh, it's getting better. Phase one, phase two, blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm. especially at that point when people were like excited. Like the first week that golf courses were open down here, people that have never golfed in their life were like, Yeah, yeah. And like that's the part where I started to realize, like, hmm. Yeah, this isn't exactly something about me that I thought I knew.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I (laughs) manage concert venues of three to eight to 10,000 people. And I was absolutely relieved that I didn't have to be like an essential worker out there with crowds. Like I I know it's shitty that our performing arts and just live concerts have shut down for the time being, but I'm so thankful that I am not putting my staff or myself at risk just because people want to watch, you know, live music or, we, it's, like it's yeah. okay to it's watch wild. it from home for a little bit yeah, yeah it's wild I it's think a, the people that get to me the most uh like talking about death or just all this separation of people like is that people think they know what's right for you yeah they, mm-hmm. think that they know what's better for your mental health because it suits theirs as an extrovert or like I think I'm an extroverted introvert if that makes sense but like you can't tell me that it's better for me to hang out with 12 to 15, 20 of my family members to cope with whatever is going on. Like, no, I think mm-hmm. it's okay.
2: Especially I'm when right. like the the consequences are death. Like there's just nothing right. that's <laughs> worth it. Like the consequence is death. I'm out. And for yeah, that like, I'm out. <laughs> what what is worth it? I just don't understand. Like I can't think of anything there's, and there's a lot of things that i do miss you know i miss going to the gym like i miss the atmosphere of the gym i i have to lift in my fucking apartment with like all of like olympic weightlifting too Where like i can't bail i can't bail in my apartment if yeah, i yeah. No, you know, if you like, that
0: thought in the back of your head you're not gonna you're not gonna perform
2: the same exactly so like yeah. damn i miss like being able to lift inside of a gym and not having to worry about whether i'm not gonna like Break everything in my life if you know I mess up, or, you know, or just like the motivation for other people. The gym was like that was my community, and I lost yeah. that. But it's like nothing is worth like even though gyms are open, it's just not worth it. It's no. not worth it. It's no, just not it's it. not. The value's not there. No. And, and completely- I I would have liked
0: to be home way more than 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 I am now.
2: Honestly. Oh, I, don't- I bet i just i'd be so stressed out if i i mean the only time i leave my house now is to take my dog for a walk and then i come right back home
0: no i'm the i am the person that's like you know that joke that's going around like this pandemic is all the people that do all the work on the group project like (laughs) i was that person in real life and i am that person now like you know it'll be somebody's birthday or some shit and then people are like we're gonna get together and I'll be like all right so where have you been in the past two weeks um what kind of mask do you have on are we eating indoors or outdoors are we doing this or that okay are we gonna is that how many chairs do you have okay well you know I'm just gonna come by I'm gonna wave then I'm gonna leave and Mm I'm gonna be stupid it's cute or I'll get there like or you know like as soon as I turn the corner they're like oh you put your mask up she's here
2: like yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah exactly and that's the thing is like and that's why I don't i just i just don't know these
0: are these are obligation things that I, I i don't know even at talking about it now i'm like i might just say fucking from now on it's yeah. it's a lot just, it takes a lot out of me
2: yeah it's, i mean just with the anxiety of like do i have covid like do i have to like watch out like i just yeah. can't i you know i know that i don't have covid because i I know for sure that I have for not.
0: For certain. For
2: certain. <laughs> and like, I don't have to worry about that. Like, it's just, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing that would make me want to feel that anxiety of, well, I have to go to the hospital and there's no more beds. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, dude. Like, no. Uh-uh. I don't or ventilators.
1: To- like, everyone's going to need a fucking ventilator.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, and
1: how
2: many are there? There's, no, there's like no. literally
0: pediatric hospitals with adult patients right now.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like, once the vaccine comes out and and the virus doesn't mutate again, which probably will.
0: Yeah. Probably will. I don't kind. have my, I do not have my hopes up. I don't know I don't what, either. what the future is. And people always say back to normal, what's normal going to be? Who knows? All I know is that I don't like anybody and I'd rather be in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And- that is all I have concluded from this past year. We're all comfortable. You guys all out from suck. <laughs> God.
1: I got a barbell, some plates, we're good. That's but all okay, we need. you know what's
0: interesting though? And because both of you guys have been like the COVID gym scramblers, right? I've always had a garage gym, or at least before COVID.
1: That's right um
0: but so it's kind of interesting because I'll see so like you having a bedroom that is a gym right or maybe mm-hmm. like scrambling to get pieces and pieces like oh I got a lift and I'm like I have it and I still don't feel like I'm not I'm not like killing it in the gym right now
2: no I'm not killing it in the gym but I, it helps maintain it it so it's kind gives of a me weird something thing. to do. you know it's just a part of my routine i'm not like uh preparing for like any competitions or anything i'm not even like if i lift and it feels good then it's good like i'm lifting now more for my own sanity than i am for anything else because yeah yeah before i got the equipment that i did and i was just like doing uh lunges and burpees and shit don't say that here (laughs) don't say those words here I just I feel better. My symptoms, uh, my MS symptoms are better after I lift. So I mean, it's a it's health management, you know. Um, Yeah. And
1: you know, damn well, we're not going to do cardio like this is my cardio is doing squats with my dumbbells or doing um, Olympic weightlifting right on my porch. Like this is my cardio and I got to keep that. (laughs)
0: immune system going yeah that's pretty much where I'm at I guess I'm saying it's just weird because that's how I feel like in my head but then also I'll see people that are posting like oh my god it's my first time back with a barbell in whatever months and like I missed it and and you know I might myself be here with my garage gym and like "Mm, I haven't worked out in three weeks because I felt like shit like Mm -hmm. "Mm, should I feel how this person's feeling because I don't (laughs)
1: No, I think honestly, it's also just the act of having it. Like I know I've got stuff and I'm not like, what is it? I'm not denied that right to Mm -hmm. exercise. When gyms were taken away from us, you know, like Mm -hmm. we felt like, oh shit, my whole life is falling apart just right. having a barbell oh, for like some the people
0: like yeah. it yeah, yeah 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 you it's know one they're more down- thing that you can or can't control i got exactly. you i'm right. not
1: gonna touch it for three weeks you're good
0: yeah
2: you yeah. are I mean, probably
1: excited on social media
2: that's how i felt when i my first piece of equipment that i got um was a barbell and i was like ah uh, just like to be able to like to just like touch it again like all my calluses went away and i was like wow. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good to just touch it and like uh, you know get familiar with these movements that I'm so familiar with like because mm-hmm. it was taken away from me um, yeah. I don't know how it feel if I it was always available I think yeah it was man. once it was some like having it being taken away was really uh, difficult but Marcia something that you had too a
1: lot was like you had maybe two or three competitions in a year now we haven't like I feel, I feel like I hadn't competed in so long. That's yeah. what you would be missing out on, but you're not because people in Florida are shit.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I could have, I could have, I could have gone to strongman nationals in October. Um, I could have competed in the big Florida. There's like a couple of like cannon Florida strongman events kind of thing. I could have done both of those in the, in the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some next month I could be doing those Highland games they're popping I could be mm-hmm. doing all of those but I don't want to be a part of that I don't yeah. want to pay I don't want to give any money into that I don't want to hang out and smile in the faces of those people I don't actually give a shit okay. I don't mm-hmm. so
1: yeah some powerlifting know. meets opened up in Cali too but I'm not like racing my way down no, there no like, I don't it's see It's anything in this
0: calendar year oh yeah, yeah. anything I don't. I don't.
2: No, too enclosed. It's gonna have to be a a solution. I think when we're all able to come out of isolation, there needs to be like uh, gyms that open up that are just made by you know people like us that were. Uh, you know put away for so long and we can only yeah. accept other people that were put away for so long you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah just, I you have make to our, be, we have to make our own shit now yeah like I can only I, I'm thinking about so when I moved to Colorado Springs from Denver like I don't know anyone here like yeah. I'm here during the pandemic so it's like even me going out and trying to find new friends like I'm once I find out that like you were the reason that I had to stay home for a year, right, life, right, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be really hard for me it's to. Gonna be be with you. It's gonna Actually, be gyms gyms tough. Especially those gyms don't
1: enforce freaking masks. No, yeah.
0: it's so dumb because the think about it. What the thing I'm talking? Powerlifting is indoors, right? Sketch. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. But strongman and Highland games are outdoors, and it really could be done. Like it, it would still be a risk, right? But let's say when the numbers were quote unquote lower and we were how many, you know, under this percentage of positive tests per day, and we're in that period, like you could actually run that safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just but need a big space. Nobody's like a... making that effort. Strongman events are outdoors. Strongman events are right. like DIY any, everything anyway. But Hound everybody's hella outdoors. close to each other. But everybody's close, everybody's crowded, nary a mask mm-hmm. in sight. Like it's not- They're just yelling. No,
1: they don't yes, really care they about
0: do. that they don't really care about that and then there's also a big chunk of who's in strength sports are cops and like firefighters and first responders so not only am i looking at people that don't give a shit about wearing masks and think covid is fake they're probably got blue lies matter in their bio now too so i'm like mm, i think yeah. i'm good i don't
1: know yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> just well,
1: and, oh my god
0: i'm crossing that bridge when boy. i get there but I, for now i'm like i don't i don't know if i care about any of you guys because you guys don't care about me <laughs> yeah. yeah no like, and like, as first responders care about me
1: as first responders you're gonna respond to the community who is in need of your help and you are if you are like exposing yourself at these freaking events what the fuck is the point oh it's yeah. the same thing yeah. with my family <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's that's true if you think about it ethically speaking that is an unethical thing to do you're you are exposing whoever your patients are
1: yep yeah
0: whatever whatever risk that you're taking you bring it with you to your workplace like yep it's pretty unethical (laughs) if you think about it so had the
1: funniest situation happen up here where like a i'm gonna say friend of a friend hosted a pretty big like birthday party it's just family but you know family could be like 60 people 40 people and somebody caught covid a week later and found out that 30 percent of the party goers also caught covid and the host was so pissed blamed it on everybody else but wow. herself it's like wow. why the fuck are you throwing a party in the first place and you are a nurse.
0: You are a first responder. Don't blame your party goers for not telling you they had COVID. Don't yeah, throw the fucking party you put party all your patients at risk too. Yeah. Everybody that you came in contact yeah. with. You had your party that went to work the next day. Like Just because
1: you get a COVID
0: test or just because you got the vaccine <sighs> doesn't mean
1: other people catch it. Like, come on, y'all.
0: That's a hot-ass mess an entire mess, <laughs> the whole That's thing. It's a hot mess. I can't. This I is. cannot. <sighs> well, we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll cross that bitch when we get there. For now, we're just you know hanging out at
2: home, hey, <laughs> having <you know>. fun. finding <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's great. It's, it's fine that's
0: fine um, you have pets. i guess
2: yeah i have pets the, the <laughs> hardest thing about it honestly it's not really the staying at home it's just watching other people not stay. act like they just don't fucking care whether you live or die that's like that's that's it that's the hard but like yes. it's I'm the empathy for me yeah yeah but other than that like <laughs> i wouldn't be you know i wouldn't have figured out where i was gonna go next if i wasn't able to spend 10 months inside my own dumb head, you know, trying to figure out <laughs> what I wanted to do, you know, so and good things have come out of COVID and being isolated. It's not all terrible. Um, yeah. Just the you know what
1: keeps me, at least me alive, this podcast, even before COVID we've been doing this remotely. I've never met Marcia in person. No, Believe that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's <laughs> great yeah so we have this to look forward to that's right yeah uh all right i think that's that's uh that's a lot
2: yeah we did we did good
0: we covered think, a lot of i think yeah we could always talk some more but for this recording
2: yeah i, I just want some... like my goal is i want people to listen to this and think that I might be talking about them because I am probably am. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you think it's about you, it probably is. It is. That's the moral of the story. (laughs) And we we don't have to to say names. No, we don't. People know what they're doing. They know who they are. I don't Mm -hmm. need to Mm -hmm. out people like that.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. with that, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with?
2: I think stay home um, and be diligent about your own health because no one is going to uh look after you the way that you will look after yourself whether that's staying home whether that's bugging your doctor a bunch of times like you know your body you know what you need to do in order you know to get help or to you know stay mentally okay and don't let other people try to tell you otherwise that's right
0: Two snaps in a circle for that. Disabled girls. <laughs>
1: Alright. Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram at Disabled Girls Who Left.